Hello, and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In this podcast series, we will be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. Whether you are on the meditation cushion or on your way to work, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. At the start of the fifth day of our five-day Christmas Bhavana retreat, once we completed the preliminaries, students sat in meditation on loving-kindness for the increased time of 40 minutes. The idea was to slowly increase duration of meditation each time. If we were growing restless, we were to apply the six R's of recognize, release, relax, re-smile, return, and repeat, and say to ourselves, just five more minutes. During the day, students engaged in meritorious activities, sitting and walking meditation. In the afternoon on day five, we listened to a reading by Bhante Vimalaramsi of the Chachaka Sutta, Majjhima Nikaya 148, in which the Buddha explores the idea of non-self and how to realize the end of craving. We will now read a translation of this sutta by Thanissaro Bhikkhu from the website www.accesstoinsight.org spelled as A-C-C-E-S-S-T-O-I-N-S-I-G-H-T Chachaka Sutta, the six sextets. I have heard that on one occasion, the Blessed One was staying near Savati in Jetta's Grove, another Pindika's monastery. There, he addressed the monks. Monks, yes, Lord, the monks responded to him. Monks, I'll teach you the Dharma admirable in the beginning, admirable in the middle, admirable in the end. I will expound the holy life both in its particulars and in its essence, entirely complete, surpassingly pure. In other words, the six sextets. Listen and pay close attention. I will speak. As you say, Lord, the monks responded. The Blessed One said, The six internal media should be known. The six external media should be known. The six classes of consciousness should be known. The six classes of contact should be known. The six classes of feeling should be known. The six classes of craving should be known. The six internal media should be known. Thus was it said, in reference to what was it said. The eye medium, the ear medium, the nose medium, the tongue medium, the body medium, the intellect medium. The six internal media should be known. Thus was it said. And in reference to this was it said. This is the first sextet. The six external media should be known. Thus was it said. In reference to what was it said. 
the form medium, the sound medium, the aroma medium, the flavor medium, the tactile sensation medium, the idea medium, the six external media should be known. Thus was it said. And in reference to this was it said. This is the second sextet. The six classes of consciousness should be known. Thus was it said. In reference to what was it said. Dependent on the eye and form, there arises consciousness at the eye. Dependent on the ear and sounds, there arises consciousness at the ear. Dependent on the nose and aromas, there arises consciousness at the nose. Dependent on the tongue and flavors, there arises consciousness at the tongue. Dependent on the body and tactile sensations, there arises consciousness at the body. Dependent on the intellect and ideas, there arises consciousness at the intellect. The six classes of consciousness should be known. Thus, it was said, and in reference to it was it said, "This is the third sextet." The six classes of contact should be known. Thus, was it said, in reference to what was it said. Dependent on on the eye and forms, there arises the consciousness at the eye. The meeting of the three is contact. Dependent on the ear and sounds, there arises consciousness at the ear. The meeting of the three is contact. Dependent on the nose and aromas, there arises consciousness at the nose. The meeting of the three is contact. Dependent on the tongue and flavors, there arises consciousness at the tongue. The meeting of three is contact. Dependent on the body and tactile sensations, there arises consciousness at the body. The meeting of the three is contact. Dependent on the intellect and ideas, there arises consciousness at the intellect. The meeting of the three is contact. The six classes of contact should be known. Thus was it said. And in reference to this, was it said, "This is the fourth sextet." The six classes of feeling should be known. Thus was it said. In reference to what was it said, depending on the eye and the forms, there arises consciousness at the eye. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. Depending on the ear and sound. There arises consciousness at the ear. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. Dependent on the nose and aromas, there arises consciousness at the nose. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as the requisite condition, there is a feeling. Dependent on the tongue and flavors, there arises consciousness at the tongue. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. Depending on the body and tactile sensations, there arises consciousness at the body. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is suffering.
dependent on the intellect and ideas. There arises consciousness at the intellect. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. The six classes of feeling should be known. Thus was it said, and in reference to this was it said, this is the fifth sixted. The six classes of craving should be known. Thus was it said, in reference to what was it said. Dependent on the eye and the form, there arises consciousness at the eye. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. With feeling as a requisite condition, there is craving. Dependent on the ear and sounds, there arises consciousness at the ear. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. With feeling as a requisite condition, there is craving. Depending on the nose and aromas, there arises consciousness at the nose. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. With feeling as a requisite condition, there is craving. Depending on the tongue and flavors, there arises consciousness at the tongue. The meeting of three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. With feeling as a requisite condition, there is craving. Depending on the body and tactile sensations, there arises consciousness at the body. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there is feeling. With feeling as a requisite condition, there is craving. Depending on the intellect and ideas. There arises consciousness at the intellect. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there's feeling. With feeling as a requisite condition, there's craving. The six classes of craving should be known. Thus was it said, and in reference to this was it said, this is the sixth sixted. If anyone were to say the eye is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. The arising and falling away of the eye are discerned, and when its arising and falling away are discerned, it would follow that myself arises and fall away. That's why it wouldn't be tenable if anyone were to say the eye is the self. So the eye is not self. If anyone were to say Forms are the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the eye is not self, and forms are not self. If anyone were to say consciousness at the eye is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the eye is not self, forms are not self. Consciousness at the eye is not self. If anyone were to say contact at the eye is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the eye is not self. Forms are not self. Consciousness at the eye is not self. Contact at the eye is not self. If anyone were to say, "Feeling is the self," that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the eye is not self. Forms are not self. Consciousness at the eye is not self. Contact at the eye is not self. Feeling is not self. If anyone were to say craving is the self, 
that wouldn't be tenable. The arising and falling away of craving are discerned, and when its arising and falling away are discerned, it will follow that myself arises and fall away. That's why it wouldn't be tenable if anyone were to say, "Craving is the self." Thus, the I is not self. Forms are not self. Consciousness at the I is not self. Contact at the I is not self. Feeling is not self. Craving is not self. If anyone were to say the ear is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. If anyone were to say the nose is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. If anyone were to say the tongue is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. If anyone were to say the body is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. If anyone were to say the intellect is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. The arising and falling away of the intellect are discerned, and when its arising and falling away are discerned, it will follow that myself arises and falls away. That's why it wouldn't be tenable if anyone were to say the intellect is the self. So the intellect is not self. If anyone were to say ideas are the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the intellect is not self, and ideas are not self. If anyone were to say consciousness at the intellect is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the intellect is not self. Ideas are not self. Consciousness at the intellect is not self. If anyone were to say contact at the intellect is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the intellect is not self. Ideas are not self. Consciousness at the intellect is not self. Contact at at the intellect is not self. If anyone were to say feeling is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. Thus, the intellect is not self. Ideas are not self. Consciousness at the intellect is not self. Contact at the intellect is not self. Feeling is not self. If anyone were to say craving is the self, that wouldn't be tenable. The arising and falling away of craving are discerned, and when its arising and falling away are discerned, it would follow that myself arises and falls away. That's why it wouldn't be tenable if anyone were to say, "Craving is the self." Thus, the intellect is not self. Ideas are not self. Consciousness at the intellect is not self. Contact at the intellect is not self. Feeling is not self. Craving is not self. This, monks, is the path of practice leading to self-identification. One assumes about the I that this is me, this is myself, this is what I am. One assumes about forms. One assumes about consciousness at the I. One assumes about contact at the I. One assumes about feeling. One assumes about craving that this is me, this is myself, this is what I am. One assumes about the ear. One assumes about the nose. One assumes about the tongue. One assumes about the body. One assumes about the intellect that this is me. This is myself. This is what I am. One assumes about ideas. One assumes about consciousness at the intellect. One assumes about contact at the intellect. One assumes about feeling. One assumes about craving, that this is me. This is myself. 
This is what I am. Now, this is the path of practice leading to the cessation of self-identification. One assumes about the I that this is not me, this is not myself, this is not what I am. One assumes about form. One assumes about consciousness at the I. One assumes about contact at the I. One assumes about feeling. One assumes about craving. That this is not me. This is not myself. This is not what I am. One assumes about the ear. One assumes about the nose. One assumes about the tongue. One assumes about the body. One assumes about the intellect. That this is not me. This is not myself. This is not what I am. One assumes about ideas. One assumes about consciousness at the intellect. One assumes about contact at the intellect. One assumes about feeling. One assumes about craving that this is not me, this is not myself, this is not what I am. Dependent on the I and forms, there arises consciousness at the I. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there arises what is felt either as pleasure, pain, or neither pleasure nor pain. If when touched by a feeling of pleasure, one relishes it, welcomes it, or remains fastened to it, then one's passion, obsession, gets obsessed. If one touched by a feeling of pain, one sorrows, grieves, and laments. Beats one's breast, becomes distraught, then one's resistance, obsession gets obsessed. If, when touched by a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, one does not discern, as it actually is present, the origination, passing away, allure, drawback, or escape from that feeling, then one's ignorance, obsession gets obsessed. That a person, without abandoning passion, obsession, with regard to a feeling of pleasure, with abolishing resistance, obsession, with regard to a feeling of pain, without uprooting ignorance, obsession, with regard to a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, without abandoning ignorance and giving rise to clear knowing, would put an end to suffering and stress in the here and now. Such a thing is impossible. Dependent on the ear and sounds, dependent on the nose and aromas, dependent on the tongue and flavors, dependent on the body and tactile sensations, dependent on the intellect and ideas, where arises consciousness at the intellect. The meeting of the three is contact, with contact as a requisite condition. There arises what is felt either as pleasure, pain, or neither pleasure nor pain. If, when touched by a feeling of pleasure, one relishes it, welcomes it, or remains fastened to it, then one's passion obsession gets obsessed. If, when touched by a feeling of pain, one sorrows, grieves, and laments, beats one's breast, becomes distraught. Then one's resistant obsession gets obsessed. If, when touched by a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, one does not discern, as it actually is present, the origination, passing away, allure, drawback, or escape from that feeling, 
then one's ignorance obsession gets obsessed. That a person without abandoning passion obsession with regard to a feeling of pleasure, without abolishing resistant obsession with regard to a feeling of pain, without uprooting ignorance obsession with regard to a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, without abandoning ignorance and giving rise to clear knowing, would put an end to suffering and stress in the here and now. Such a thing isn't possible. Dependent on eye and forms, there arises consciousness at the eye. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there arises what is felt either as pleasure, pain, or neither pleasure nor pain. If one touched by a feeling of pleasure, one does not relish it, welcome it, or remain fastened to it, then one's passion obsession doesn't get obsessed. If one touched by a feeling of pain, one does not sorrow, grief, or lament, beat one's breast, or become distraught. Then one's resistance of obsession doesn't get obsessed. If one touched by feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, one discerns that it actually is present, the origination, passing away, allure, drawback, and escape from that feeling. Then one's ignorance obsession doesn't get obsessed. That a person, through abandoning passion obsession. With regard to a feeling of pleasure, through ablo- abolishing resistant obsession, with regard to a feeling of pain, through uprooting ignorance obsession, with regard to a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, through abandoning ignorance and giving rise to clear knowing, would put an end to suffering and distress in the here and now. Such a thing is possible. Dependent on the ear and sounds, dependent on the nose and aromas, dependent on the tongue and flavors, dependent on the body and tactile sensations, dependent on the intellect and ideas, there arises consciousness at the intellect. The meeting of the three is contact. With contact as a requisite condition, there arises what is felt either as pleasure, pain. Nor or neither pleasure nor pain. If one touched by a feeling of pleasure, one does not relish it, welcome it, or remain fastened to it. Then one's passion obsession doesn't get obsessed. If one touched by a feeling of pain, one does not sorrow, grief, or lament, beat one's breast, or become distraught. Then one's resistance obsession doesn't get obsessed. If one touched by a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, one discerns, as it actually is present, the origination, passing away, allure, drawback, and escape from that feeling, then one's ignorance obsession doesn't get obsessed. That a person, through abandoning passion obsession, with regard to the feeling of pleasure, through abolishing resistance. Obsession, with regard to a feeling of pain, through uprooting ignorance obsession, with regard to a feeling of neither pleasure nor pain, 
through abandoning ignorance and giving rise to clear knowing, would put an end to suffering and stress in the here and now. Such a thing is possible. Seeing thus, the well-instructed disciple of the noble ones grows disenchanted with the eye, disenchanted with forms, disenchanted with consciousness at the eye, disenchanted with contact at the eye, disenchanted with feeling, disenchanted with craving. He grows disenchanted with the ear. He grows disenchanted with the nose. He grows disenchanted with the tongue. He grows disenchanted with the body. He grows disenchanted with the intellect, disenchanted with ideas, disenchanted with consciousness at the intellect, disenchanted with contact at the intellect, disenchanted with feeling, disenchanted with craving, disenchanted. He becomes dispassionate. Through dispassion, he is fully released. With full release, there is the knowledge. Fully released, he discerns that birth is ended, the holy life fulfilled, the task done. There is nothing further for this world. That is what the blessed one said. Gratified, the monks delighted at his words, and while this explanation was being given, the hearts of sixty monks, through no cleaning, were fully released. From fermentation and effluence, sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. This concludes the reading of the Chachaka Sutta. May you realize the Chachaka Sutta. May you realize the end of craving, as taught by the Buddha in the Chachaka Sutta. May you be well and happy. At the end of each day of our five-day bhavana course, students had the opportunity to ask Sister Kima questions during a live question and answer session over the phone. Each student received one-to-one -one daily advice from Sister Kima through email correspondence. We were very also fortunate to have the support of our center's teachers, Anita Carter and Frank Carter, throughout the course. The students who attended the course commented on the power of the tranquil wisdom inside meditation method, taught by Venerable Bhante Vimala Ramsey and Venerable Sister Kanti Kima, and it has had a lasting effect on many of the students who continued to practice the meditation in their daily life. We offer our deep gratitude and thanks to Bhante Vimala Ramsey and Sister Kima. For sharing these teachings with us and overseeing our Christmas Bhavana course from 27th to 31st of December 2018, we will now share our merit in the words of Bhante Vimalarenzi and the disciples at Dharma Sukha Meditation Center. Now, as the custom is after every sharing of Dharma, let us share some merit. For listening and doing the good work of purifying our minds, so we may all truly be happy. May suffering ones be suffering free, and the fear struck fearless be. 
may the grieving shed all grief, and may all beings find relief. May all beings share this merit that we have thus acquired, for the acquisition of all kinds of happiness. May beings inhabiting space and earth, devas and nagas of mighty power, share this merit of ours. May they long protect Lord Buddha's dispensation. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. This concludes our five-part series on the Buddhist Discussion Center Christmas Bhavana Retreat of 2018. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to learn more about the teachings of Bhante Vimala Ramsey and Dharma Sutra, please visit the website www. Damasuka. dot org, spelled as D H A M M A S U K H A. Today's script was compiled by Anita Carter, Frank Carter, and Claire Ransom. From teachings we received from Venerable Bhante Vimala Ramsey and Venerable Sister Kanti Kima. Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, please go to our website, www.bdcu.org.au, and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on the Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.